Thanks for listening to Making It Queer. Making It Queer is a Level Ground podcast. Level Ground is an arts and culture collective that is collaborating with artists to inspire empathy and friendship across societal divisions. You can support Level Ground by becoming a member for just $5 a month. Learn more about the perks of membership and sign up at onlevelground.org forward slash membership. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Making It Queer podcast. Uh, we are a Level Ground podcast and Level Ground is seeking to improve dialogue and uh, create relationships across societal differences. And for those of you who have listened before, you know that Making It Queer is all about interviewing artists, content creators, thinkers, and influencers who through their life or work are making it queer. Today we're excited to have with us the director, Jamal Sims. Welcome, Jamal. Hey, thank you. Jamal, you're a, you have a rich history in entertainment. You starred in major Hollywood productions. You're going to be in the live-action adaptation of Aladdin. You've performed with the likes of Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, and Usher. And your latest project, When the Beat Drops, is your first, is your directorial debut. Am I correct? That's right. That's absolutely correct. That's incredible. So, uh, for our listeners, could you just tell us, you know, we, we construct these conversations around three big questions. The first is, who are you? As you know, as much as you want to, could you share a little bit about your, your life story and your journey that kind of brought you to the project that we're going to talk about today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I, um, so I was raised here in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I was, I was, I was raised in a city called Rancho Cucamonga, which was, uh, basically, it's basically 45 minutes outside of LA. And, um, you know, we we I, I grew up in uh, in Rancho Cucamonga is 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 like in LA was like going to a different state. You know, uh, we yeah. <laughs> it wasn't too much going on out there. <laughs> uh, but I, I always knew that I I loved to dance. So uh, you know, I never had any formal dance training. But at 17, I auditioned for a, um, a music video uh, for Michael Jackson. It was in the paper and. That ended up being my first job right out of high school, which was Remember the Time music video. And that's something. I mean, that's a good gig right out of high school, right? Well, you, you know, I didn't do too bad, you know. Uh, <laughs> it worked, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, but, you know, starting there was, was pretty, is actually could, could have been a blessing and a curse at the same time because, you know, right. I, I thought that this was it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know. And I had so much to learn about the dance industry and so many pitfalls that I had gone through and um that and and a whole bunch of learning to do. So uh but but from there, you know, I I started uh dancing and I auditioned for a um another um when I got back from tour, because I did a tour with another artist, uh Karen White, right after that. So my my career was gone. When I got back I auditioned for another artist and they didn't tell us who the artist was. Well, uh, after I got the job, and it was actually background singing and dancing for a Vegas show, and we found I found out that it was for RuPaul. Um, Come on, uh, it was uh, yeah, yeah. That was my that was like my third job, and um, I. So what happened was, I called my dad and I said, "Hey, you know, uh, at the time I wasn't out. I was dating girls. Um, I, I, you know." struggling with my sexuality, uh, trying to fit into the norm, you know, as they say. I called my dad instantly, and I said, hey, I'm doing this job for RuPaul, and um, I'm his foreign artist. His name is RuPaul. And my dad said, great. And I, and I said, well, uh, you know, he's a, a drag queen, 
and uh, and he said, "Okay, is he paying you?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Okay, well, they cut and check." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, "He said, all right, well, I'll see you in Vegas." And I said, oh, "Okay," and and I took the job and I did the job and I remember my whole family, my aunt, mom, my mom, my dad. Um, they all came to see the show, and I was so worried. And I remember after the show, Rue was so nice and so sweet and kind, and invited everybody up to his suite. And he, gave, it was my birthday, and he gave me a, like a birthday cake and a birthday party. And I remember seeing my, you know, my really macho, masculine almost taking pictures with Rue Paul. And, and at that That's point, incredible. I knew that I was okay. You know what I mean? I think I was like, yeah. okay. You know, I think that it's it's not, you know, it's they're not going to have a problem with this. And also, Rue was my first gay relationship that I'd seen. Him and his now husband, um, they they were uh, uh, they, they were a couple. It was the first gay couple that I saw. And, I, and so, anyways, I always aspired to be that what what he showed me, you know, which was a professional huh. man. And that was it. That's all I really wanted, you know. And and that had a great relationship, you know. Yeah. Uh, so cut two years later, um, uh, I started choreographing and then I, I started music videos, choreographed for Usher, uh, for, you know, uh, Puffy, I, I did stuff for TLC and NSYNC and it was right with the music video and, and still right in the line of, of sexual ambiguity. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. saying that I was gay. You know, I was having gay relationships, but I, I, I definitely wasn't out. Um, and then um, at this uh, uh, one point, I met my husband, who uh, Octavius, who I'm married to now, and I decided that, you know, we, we decided that we needed to really, you know, if we're going to live this life, we had to really make a stand. And so we decided that we were going to get married on the Grammys. And so we got married on the Grammys. Um, and this was in 2014 when they had that tribute um, uh, with uh, Macklemore and Madonna. That's right. And That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got married on there. And at that point, you know, I was like, you know, uh, well, actually, I had started this documentary when I met my husband. I met him in Atlanta and I was I was there. Um, were you there for work? Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I was. Well, no, yeah, I was, yeah, it, was yeah. Labor Day, it was a Black Gay holiday there. Um, Labor Day oh, that's right. And we went. It was the Pride, and we went. And that's when I first came up on these guys that are that are now bucking the guys that are in my film. And I was at a mm -hmm. club, and I saw this dance. I was like, "This is the most. This is incredible." I had no idea this went on. You know, it, it felt so raw and underground, and. So that was the same weekend I met my husband, and so uh, that's a big weekend for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And um, so ten years later, uh, me and my husband are are talking, and, and I said, you know, he said, "What do you want to do now?" And I, you know, I've been wanting to direct, and I've been wanting to make the transition, but you know. Uh, this industry has a way of just saying, you know, hey, you're, we see you as a choreographer. We don't see you as anything else. This is all you can do. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I need to make this documentary about these guys because not only do I do want to direct, but I want to tell these stories. And I don't know who they are, but I want to find out. So anyway, so mm -hmm. five years ago, I did that. As I started making the movie, and which we'll talk about, I, I uh, these guys gave me the confidence to really, you know, be bold. And so me and my husband, we we end up marrying. Uh, four years ago, and that's kind of all uh, And now, uh, although I still choreograph, um, you know, directing is my passion, and that's where I'm at right now.
That's a that's a hell of a journey. Uh, when you, you know, were, when you were in that moment of your life, if it's not too personal, I mean, I'm always interested, you know, and we, we don't really drill down on these so much in the, in the podcast that we do, but in that kind of coming out process for you being in an industry that is often labeled as very kind of liberal and progressive, you know, quote unquote, the entertainment industry, was your desire to kind of, re- to keep your identity a secret? Was it a personal one or was it something that you felt like if I'm, if I'm out, I'm, I'm even feeling pressure in what is conceived or perceived of as a liberal industry that if I'm out, then it's going to negatively impact my career or my life in some way. For sure. It, it, that, that's exactly what it was. Um, you know, I was in the industry where you know, I was working with, you know, uh, rappers, uh, you know, R&B singers, you know, and, and, and you know, as, 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 as much as we would like to think that, you know, we're liberal, you know, a, a lot of, there's a lot of homophobia still in that industry, you know, mm. um, you know, uh, you know, there's, uh, even though, you know, a lot of people are having gay relationships, you know, but then they're, they're not out. And so they don't want to associate with you if you're out, you know, and living your life as a gay man, a black gay man, you know? So, um, it was, I was very fearful that I would lose jobs, uh, at times. And so that was my decision to keep it under wraps. You know, and that's really uh, which I, I yeah, that's really interesting right. because we're, we can we'll talk about this. It's actually one of my questions later is those experiences are mirrored in the lives of the people that you focus on in the film, right? Who are exactly. who are kind of their identities are are cross sections of you know of their life right. where they're gay, they're black, but they're also professionals who are at risk of losing their jobs yeah. for any any reason, right? Just It's almost like people are looking for a reason to uh, to right. fire them, you know? So yeah. uh, I, I want to give a quick shout-out here to the film um, and, and kind of set that up and jump in. You've already helped uh, immensely with kind of how, the, how it developed. Um, but for folks who don't know, the film we're talking about is When the Beat Drops, and it's a documentary that explores the electric and subversive underground dance scene known as Bucking, uh, which originated in part at Jackson State University in Mississippi and grew in popularity um, among other historical black colleges and universities and in clubs across the Southeast. Um, and in those clubs in the Deep South, it, be- it becomes an avenue for self-expression, particularly among, as the film shows, gay black men. And the film focuses on Five Five, one of the fiercest and most acclaimed fucking groups uh, based in Atlanta. Uh, the film is built around lengthy clips of bucking performances that are built on uh, outrageous costumes, um, precision routines with what seem like exhausting moves and choreography, and some of the most dedicated and athletic dancers you'll ever see. At the same time, it's an upbeat meditation on black, gay, male sexuality and gender in America. These men, as we said, risk being outed to their families or losing their jobs all for their love dance. Um, Jamal, talk to me some more about the development of the project. How, how long did it take you? Um, describe kind of the, the working relationship you had with these groups and, 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 and all that. Yeah, I sure will. But can I first say that that was the best description I've ever heard of this film? <laughs> I mean, I, I, we try, we try really hard. <laughs> we try really I mean, hard. Nailed it. I, yeah. I, I, well, wish I, just, I wish I could just remember that. Goodness gracious. I'll, I'll email you. Know, how about that? Please. Oh, please do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. 
Um, okay, so yeah, so uh, five years ago I started this project, and um, you know I, I wanted to, I've been wanting to do it for over 15 years, but I, I decided to do it five years ago. We, uh, uh, me and a couple of my friends who are uh, fellow, um, you know, I had a cameraman, I had uh, makeup artists. We we just went down there and we shot. Uh, uh, we we we, just, we thought we were going to shoot, and we we. We found some teams and we asked them to come in and if they would be interested in doing the film. And so what I did is because when I saw the first them dancing for the first time, you know, 15 years ago, I I, I didn't th- I didn't think that they were friendly to each other. I thought that each team they were you know the the they're so um, it, it's it's a rivalry right on the it's dance so floor. Intense. I didn't think that they you know what I mean. So I didn't know what what it was about. So. I ended up scheduling meetings with these guys an hour apart. Like I scheduled like one at two, and then the next group would come at four, and the next group at six. So I, I would get breaks <laughs> so they didn't run into each other, you know. And um, I get down there. We we have this whole day scheduled. Nobody shows up from uh, I would say from like 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. Nobody showed up until 8 p.m. They all showed up, all the teams at, at one time. And they wow. showed up with Anthony, Anthony Davis, who's our, our, our main subject of the film. And um, so what I realized is it was a community, you know, and it was uh, much stronger or, or much put together than I than I even thought it was. You know what I mean? Right. And they decided that they told me that they weren't interested in um, uh, in in doing this movie because they they felt like they had been approached by other people and that people were trying to make a mockery out of what they did and this was going to be some you know reality show kind of stuff and um, so they they weren't interested and they said why why should we do it with you you know and I said well look you know I have a husband I said look we've been together for you know at that time we had been together for like seven years. I said I have no desire to uh, to to make fun of what you do. I'm a dancer myself, as well as a gay, gay black man, and all I really want to do is to give you guys a spotlight and allow you to tell your own story. Because I feel like right about now we're on the cusp of this breaking into mainstream, and if you guys don't tell the story, somebody else will. And right. I think at that point, you know, they they told me that. You know they'll think about it that night, and I didn't know if we were going to be able to shoot or not. And then that morning, the next morning, they called and said that they agreed to do it. But little did we know that this journey was going to take four years of shooting. Um, wow! As I, as I, you know, as I started shooting the first uh, three months, I went back to World of Wonder, who works with RuPaul, who, who the producers That's Randy right. Fenton and, and I mean Randy Barbado and Fenton uh, Bailey, and I showed them. Uh, like a teaser of what I was doing and they loved the project and they were like, let's do it. We're, we're on board with you. So I got the backing of world of wonder and then we, we've been on this journey since then. So, uh, yeah. That's incredible. Did, um, one of the things I wanted to say and to, to make note of, and maybe you can talk about this tension between or, or the beauty of kind of combining these two big themes, which is, showcasing this kind of underground dance movement. And then in one way, there's this, there's a sense that that film could be kind of like an expose and maybe what the dancers are afraid of. But you're mm-hmm. also taking attack and having these men talk openly and very uh, kind of deeply about black 
male gay sexuality. And mm-hmm. can, can you talk about the genesis of those, of, of that, of saying, like, was there a comfort level from the start when you say you've got to tell your stories or somebody else is going to tell it? And you may want to go to some places that you may not feel comfortable um, because there are some very uh, kind of uncomfortable moments. There's some there's some arguments about the kind of public persona um, sure. versus the private uh, dancing in the club. Can you, can you just talk about the, that that tension? Yeah, you know it's 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 always a scary thing when you know when a you know you're your personal relationships with your family is are on the line, you know, your job, security, you know, financial that that that's on the line. And I think that what you realize is especially I feel like in the African American community, uh even my friends, I have a lot of friends that aren't out to their family. They're out in, you know, they'll 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 go to the clubs and they'll go to, you know, events, but they have not had the conversation with their family so this would be doing this film they were gonna if you do it you're gonna have to have a conversation with your family at some point you know and um you know and it's kind of like that don't ask don't tell kind of thing that happens in our community which is like well you know we probably know they probably know i'm gay but we just don't talk about it you know but you know i feel like we have to move we have to move forward we have to talk about it we have to be proud of who we are because i think at some point you know we have to be able to show that hey i'm proud of exactly who i am who i was meant to be you know and that will start to change people's minds because i think that when you're ashamed and you're walking around and you're not really saying anything and you know people feel like you're ashamed and they and they're okay with that you know and and i and i think that that has to change um, that's that's one that's one part of it, and then as far as you know, the job opportunities. You know, look, I I took the chance and said, you know, I'm going to come out and I'm going to do this, uh, you know, in front of millions of people. But really, you know, the minute that I committed to saying that I'm in a gay relationship, I'm a gay man, my my world opened up. There were more people that were ready to help me than to hurt me. You know, yeah, um, that was great. And, and and so yeah, so I I, I I you know, so my thing was I wanted to push them uh, to, and what I realized is that it's the older generation that have the hangups, more hangups than the younger generation because things uh-huh. are changing, and and the younger generations, as you see in the film, they have a different uh, uh, outlook on public displays of of affection or not even affection but just you know being you know the dancing outside of, of the club that was one of the one of the particular yeah. uh incidents is that you know they they wanted to be able to dance outside and some of them were like we don't think that we should do it in public you know but yeah. you know it, it it it's because we were raised a certain way we were raised to think that what we're doing is wrong or who we are is wrong so there is there is that thing and that's that was what hit me the most was like wow I am a part of that older generation that I did believe that at one point, you know, about myself. Yeah. So, um, well, you really yeah. see you really see that in the movie with uh, with Anthony, who, I mean, there's yeah. a scene early on where he can't say I'm gay, right? Exactly. Like it's, you're like, yeah. just say the word. And, but I, but I understand exactly what you're saying. And you have as yeah. later on when they're having conversations, you do see that younger g- generation who, who pardon my French, are just like, we really don't give a shit. 
Like this is who we exactly. are. Uh, you know, yeah. come at us if you want to. This is, but this is who we're, we are and who we're going to be. Um, so yeah. you even see that within the within the film. Totally. Um, the other, we we do edit this. I'm just I'm looking at another question I no, had for no, you. Um, no, yeah. yeah. So how how have the men reacted to seeing the film, and has there what have conversa- what have those conversations with their family been like? If if you're kind of privy to any of that information. Well, you know the because the film has only been in film festivals. Uh, a lot of the family members haven't seen it yet, um, but we are on Logo, uh, and it premieres August 9th on Logo. So this Listen up, everybody. Be, August 9th. There you go. That's it. August 9th. It, it, it's, it's happening. So, yeah, so the world will see. I mean, well, the, that's for, for domestic um, U.S. release. that they'll, they'll be able to see it then. And, you know, I think they'll have the conversation then. I don't – I feel like the people that haven't had the conversation – the parents still don't know, you know, or, or, but I think once it's on television, there's going to be some, you know, deep conversations. Um, the guys have all seen it. They all love it. Um, you know, I feel like, um, they, you know, uh, we, 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 over four years we've been shooting. So when I when we first saw it in Miami, they had no idea what it was going to be like, you know, and they were also nervous and they were like, you know, they were calling me, asking me questions. Well, did you put this in? Did you put this in? I was like, hey, you, you guys, we just have to see it. We have to go. You have to go to the movie and see it. Cause that was their first time seeing it with an audience, which I understand how it could be very. Oh, you know, wow. Of course. But, uh, but all of them love it. As a matter of fact, we're here in Outfest LA. Um, uh, tomorrow we're screening, um, at You're the, at the Ford Theater, right? At the Ford Theater, yeah. That's no, going to be a great night. Yeah, yeah. So the guys are all coming. All of them are coming. Um, oh, know, wow. And yeah, so, you know, they definitely support in the film. So that's great. Um, this, I appreciate the diversity. There's diversity in the film that's even 99.9% black because there's the one white kid in there who's hanging with him, <laughs> which is which is great. His His – Three interviews is really funny. Um, and, and, but there's also diversity, as we talked about, in the ways these men talk about their sexuality, the way they feel comfortable in, in be, being in public. Um, mm. is, I wonder if – I'm sorry if this is an ignorant question. Is this exclusively a gay male scene? I mean, I, at, at the end, you see groups that have women with them, but are there right. – are there participants who wouldn't identify as gay or queer? Yeah, you know, I I I was hoping to find that. You know, I was really hoping to see that that, that it was uh, that there were some straight you know performers or dancers that were in the in the scene. I didn't come across it all my years of, of shooting, uh, but as you see, you know, with this community, they're open to everybody. If there was, it would be okay. And just like they're, they, women who want to be on the team, that they, they allow the women come on, and 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 also, you know, different body types. You know, um, With, oh, you, know you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be skinny or you know, or a small little waist. You know, you have all different body shapes and sizes in the, you know in this scene so i feel like and that's probably one of the things that made me fall in love with the community was they accept all it's not you know you know what i mean it's like if you yep. want to do it come on let's do it you know let's go that's a that's a beautiful statement because we've seen some films yeah. at outfest and documentaries that 
that focus on people from all walks of life and in different communities, different scenarios. The common theme is feels like for um, at least in the films, when people come to the realization that yes, I am gay, there's this profound sense of loneliness and fear that their life is going to be incomplete or different, and yet they find yes. a community and it becomes a new family or a new home for them, and there's this overwhelming sense of relief that my life is going to be better than I could have ever yes. expected. One of the men in the film refers to dancing as a superpower. So it mm-hmm. seems to me that there's, if that's the case, then there is a sacred nature to these dance groups as well. And I wonder, I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about that. Is that something that would resonate with you? Yeah, it resonated with me immediately because I've always thought that, you know, I've, from, from the beginning of time, I, rem- I mean, beginning, I remember being in high school and junior high school and being so afraid. I knew that I was gay since I was five years old, you know, kindergarten. I, I can remember, you know, having a crush with, on, on the boys and not the girls. And uh, I remember um, that, that when I danced, People thought I was cool. People thought I was, you know what I mean? And 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 it felt yeah, like yeah. I had that little superpower that nobody else had. You know, at the end of the day, if they thought I was gay, it doesn't matter because I have this thing. You know that. And they also think I'm cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it was, and it it has been my superpower for a long time. So I love that that idea and that concept. When when he said that, I was like, I totally understand that. There's a sense that, uh, again, that this is a community for them. It's a place of welcome. But forgive me, I forget the young man that said this. I think it was may have been Napoleon. But he made this reference to not all parts of the gay community are cool with this bucking trend or, or this community. Yeah. But he didn't really say more yeah. about that. Could you, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, because what, what you find is that, you know, in in – what what I, what I really found in, in in filming was that you know you have these uh, these subcultures in the subculture if that makes sense you have yeah you have sure. masculine gay you have the masculine gays that dis- discriminate against the feminine gays who or who they think are the feminine more feminine gays and then you have the white gays that segregate from the black gays you know what i mean it, it's so weird that we would all have to think about this in in our own community you know um because what i found is that you know the the guys go to the eagle which is a predominantly white club in atlanta to to dance because in the black clubs a lot of the black guys you know, that are on the dance floor don't want to be disturbed by these guys coming out and dancing. But in the white club, they'll back off the, the floor and, and cheer them on and they feel a little <laughs> welcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. They, they tell you, they'll say they'll, they'll go and then people will buy them drinks and they feel like celebrities at the, at the club. But when they go to a, you know, a black gay club, it's, and so I'm like, this is so wild that we're even segregated in our own community. You know, but it, it happens, you know, and I think that yeah. a lot of times the masculine guys or, you know, the thug, you know, what we call the, uh, the thug misses, they, they will, you know, they, they see a reflection of, of themselves sometimes and sometimes that's fearful that they think that, oh, well, that could be me, you know, or people might perceive me like that if I'm around this or, you know, and, right. you know, I, I, I like the idea that, you know, everybody, 
you know, you, you should do whatever you want to do, you know. And and my thing, I'm not a bucket. That's that that's just not something that I want to do. So I wouldn't yeah. do it. But it has nothing to do with that. I did. I don't. I'm afraid of of being uh, ridiculed, you know, or maybe yeah. being made fun yeah. of. This is something I wanted. You know, something style that I want to do, but. I love to watch it, and I'm, I'm, I'll am i go to every competition just because I love to watch it. But personally, yeah. I don't know that I would do it, you know? Yeah, of course. The uh, one side note is that, uh, and I think this is probably more and part of the conversation about public persona, but I just I thank you so much for including the newsreel of that breathless, panicked white woman <laughs> at the Christmas parade because I was like, look how moronic she looks. I mean, she is hyperventilating. How dare these men <laughs> dance in this way in front of these children? Uh, you know, I think the whole the film is beautiful, right? The whole thing is so profound. But you people watch it just for that one scene because it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious, you know? Uh, what's the future of the movement? Like, what's the future of that community? Is, is it growing? Is Where, where could it go? And I, I think you probably bring um, some special knowledge to that given your experience in the industry. Yeah, you know, I I think that it, it's so funny because you know when I saw Single Ladies uh, with Beyonce, I was mm-hmm. like, this is it. It's really coming out. Like people are and th- that's th- true. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, and I was like, I have got to make this documentary. You know, because you know I, I want people to understand where it came from. You know, and um, and then you know even her in in her recent uh, Coachella performance, she started the. Coachella performance bucking, you know. Yeah, with so, the band behind her. Yeah, with the band, it was it was all all of it, you know. And um, so, yes, I think that it is going mainstream. Definitely, um, I think that you know now we will probably hear about you know I could see classes being you know master classes around the country going on, and and you know besides uh, an amazing dance form. It's a great exercise. Uh, oh my gosh, I was just exhausted. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great. So you know, I think you know, um, and I and I might even jump on 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 the exercise wagon, you know, and, and do like a workout. And, there you um, go. Workout just because it is a, it's a workout. It, it, it's it, full you know, body. You have to be athletic. Yeah, you have to be athletic to to do this. So, um, yeah. So I I, I see it growing and and, and being more mainstream. Uh, definitely. So we got. I'm going to wrap up with two questions here. Um, one is one is kind of a two-parter. I think you you. It, it feels like you're feeling a call to to direct and to tell stories. Um, what's your hope for this film for audiences? What, what do you hope that audiences take away from it? And second, how has this experience shaped you or maybe changed you? This because it's a long journey to create something yeah. like this, and I wonder what impact it's made on you. For sure. Uh, well, to answer the first question, you know, I hope that audiences walk away uh, with a better understanding of, 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 of acceptance. You know, you know, we have to understand that everyone has a different path, and we all choose things that that we love to do and you know maybe if it might be an an unpopular you know unpopular decision but we have to support each other you know and we have to we can't judge people immediately you know off of of uh of our own um 
you know, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? But uh, just just our own insecurities at sometimes, you know, and, uh-huh. yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, because I believe that I remember before I made this film, I judged these guys. I remember seeing them in the club wow. and I was astonished by what they did. But I also thought that they were some kids that didn't really have that much. They probably didn't really graduate, probably have no college education. This is my, this is my own head, you know? Sure. And when I sat down the first day, and we had our first interviews, I was blown away. I was like, I will never do that again, ever in my life, put something on somebody before talking to them and understanding wow. their story and knowing who yeah. they are. And because what I found out is that all of them have degrees, all of them have great jobs, all of them own homes, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, all right, well, that was yeah. mind-blowing. So I, that's, that's what I want the audience to walk away. That's great. Yeah. Um, we we always close our conversations with the big question of how are you making it queer. I think we start to get a sense of that through the conversation about when the beat drops. I wonder if this is your first your first film. What what's the hope for the transition that you're making maybe into this new phase of your career? What are the what are the ways in which you kind of want to push back against that dominant that dominant culture? You know, well, I you know I will always push back. I, I feel like you know. You know, the documentary uh, for me um, making this film, you know, uh, there were times that I was like, I, I don't know that I'm going to finish this. You know, um, yeah, it, it, it was not easy. And, and so, you know, I think that it, it allowed me to really know that I needed to push through and um, never and never give up. There was something in my in my in my body that would not let me stop. Even when everything else was saying, just stop. You know, the money was running out. The, you know, people were like, I don't know if it's working. You know, you know, like when, when all those doubts started to come in, I was like, so what, what made me understand is that there, there was a reason for this movie and there's a reason why it needed to happen. And, and I'm, and so with my, with my films moving forward, because it's it's so needed in the world, and this will change the way people think. You know, I want to do work and um, other projects that will also fuel me the same way. You know, um, yeah, that yeah. will make a difference. You know, um, because I think that anybody, you know, and I've done films, uh, I've done a lot of dance films, and believe me, I'm so proud of everything that I've done. But this is my proudest moment. Not only because it involves something, my superpower, which is dance, but it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's going to change people's minds. It, it will change people's lives, actually. You know, um, you know, there's somebody in, in, you know, in the Midwest that doesn't know about this, this dance culture and could probably see themselves in one of these guys, you know, and just to know that they'll be okay and that there is, uh, you know, there is, it does going to, it is going to get better, you know. Um, that's that's important, and so I will I, I will only always want to do projects that can do that for other people. That's incredible. It's a gift. I think the movie's a gift. People are always. It seems like uh, there was a cultural moment a couple of years ago with the release of Moonlight, and you if you pay attention to the industry and you look at indie films, people are always looking for that next one. This feels like an heir to that movement, right? That 
that oh, it's yeah. showing us it's showing us something that we we haven't seen before. It's making audiences consider communities and individuals in fresh new ways. And so I really I want to congratulate you on it. I think it's a beautiful film. I hope as many people see it as possible. Again, it's August 9th on Logo at 8 p.m. Yes, is that correct? Yes, it is. And for those of you, we're going to try to get this interview up as quickly as possible. Um, but we'll be telling people here, and I'm based in Los Angeles. We're based in Los Angeles. We'll be telling as many oh, people man, are you going to get to the floor. No, I'm going to San Diego tomorrow, and it's killing me because that is going to be a wild night at the Ford. I just know it. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> so we're going to tell some folks to check it out. And uh, Jamal, I want to thank you so much for for being with us and taking the time to chat and to sharing this and sharing this lovely film with us. Thank you for, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for doing the work. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks, everybody, for, for listening in. Uh, this has been the latest episode of Making It Queer podcast. Join us next time for another amazing human being who's making it queer. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Making It Queer is produced in partnership with Old Man Media. Old Man Media is a digital content producer and marketing agency that specializes in story. To learn more, visit oldmanmedia.com. Making It Queer is hosted by Ryan Parker. This episode was produced by Chelsea Halligan and Old Man Media, with story help by me, Samantha Curley, at Level Ground. Music is provided by Ryan Amador. Don't forget to subscribe to Making It Queer wherever you get your podcasts.